Talia, Reese, and Julia do it so well. Shows, shows, show, shows, and tell. Hello, I'm Reese. I'm Talia. I'm Julia. And this is Shows and Tell. Um, I'm super pumped uh, for this week's episode. I'm doing Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Have you guys seen it? Do you guys know anything about it? Oh, actually, before we dive into the episode, what's up with you guys? <laughs> um, thanks for checking in and asking. Yeah. Also, guys, I feel like every time we start the pod, it's like, I'm Reese, and this week is one of my favorite TV shows, <laughs> and it's just like... We've only do- I've only done a few. Yeah, I've only done a yeah. few. I know, we're all doing our favorite shows. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, this is Julia, and I fucking hate this show. So we decided to <laughs> do it this week. I might do that eventually. Pick a show that I truly detest and that I've watched. I kind of think that you specifically should. Yeah, no, I, I think I will eventually. I would love that. But I'm good. Juge and I went on a really beautiful walk today for, like, I literally walked four miles. And also, last night I had, like, a very broad city evening, and we went to some random, like, apartment party in – um in Williamsburg and we walked in and like there was a DJ and like we were literally the youngest people there by like five years it was all like 30 year olds and it was just so bizarre it was I really felt like I was like in a movie I was like I moved to New York look at you why does Reese look disgusted (laughs) why why oh I'm sorry I was like I was opening up the flap of my book um that was not related to the (laughs) that was not a disgusted face Oh, I was like, Reese looks really concerned right now. Not disgusted, concerned. No, oh yeah, no, no, no. My book is falling apart. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. That's, That's so okay. fun, T. I had an interesting night. It it honestly was really uneventful, but um, let me guess, some drama with a man. Never <laughs> predictable. <laughs> Never. No, it was fun. I no, I honestly, I was li- like literally sick all day, and now I'm sick today because I have like digestion problems i'm not gonna get into it on the podcast but also on saturday morning everyone we had literally the most lovely oh my god what was that (laughs) i think (laughs) it sounds like construction like they dropped something i don't know what that was maybe um okay we had a really lovely brunch (laughs) we had a really lovely brunch um me julia reese and uh molly reese's girlfriend and it was like it was so very nice. Yeah. Sweet. It was so sweet. Shout out to it was Molly. So yeah. Shout if, out to Molly. Literally, we're your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, she left today. So, Ugh. alas. I, I can't wait to see her what again. What was me? I literally can't. <laughs> I'm sure she can't wait to see you guys too. Oh, God. But yeah, that was really nice. My weekend was good. It was with Molly. But I'm so happy. Yeah. She's. Oh, guys, it was so nice to see Reese so happy. I, I'm never over it. <laughs> it was so freaking sweet he was like they were both eating frittatas and molly's frittata came with some meat and she's a, she's pescatarian right vegetarian vegetarian oh my god i'm so sorry um vegetarian <laughs> reese was like i'll give you mine like we can switch and she was like it's okay and it was so nice it was really adorable <laughs> okay I, I guess like and they, they shared they shared this like toast together it was a burrata toast. <laughs> it's really good. I feel like you hate us gushing over you, but you kind of also love it, and you know it comes from like. Such and a- he's smiling. See, he can't wipe that smile off his face right no, now. It's, it's, it, I know. Okay. But he's now blushing. it's, it's like a few more weeks of sadness. I love having sweet moments on the pod. Same. 
Yeah. We really are out here living our lives. By the way, I was running around on Saturday night to every single random person that I met being like, go open your phone, open Instagram and follow the podcast. Julia was like, did you see that five random people followed the podcast? And I was like, God, that, yeah. I literally hmm. should be going out with like a sign on my forehead. No, I was, I was talking like, about actually, it last night too. I was also telling people, but they we already should, were following it. We should get merch. We should get merch. Wait, I'm down. Don't even, you don't know how to say that twice. Yeah. I would maybe, get merch in a second. Like, maybe like stickers. But okay, um, Kerber Enthusiasm, one of my favorite shows. Definitely, like I'd say, it's probably top three favorite comedies of mine. Larry David is like my idol. He's probably the one celebrity I think that would truly. I I don't think I'd be able to interact with. It, I would be so nervous. Like everyone, like Brad Pitt, Jennifer Lawrence, like all those people. Like you know, it'd be like okay, like this is really cool. So are those the two most most famous people that you think exist? Because like those were the two that came into your mind. No, but like I was gonna, like I was gonna say like even if like I were to meet Obama, I'd be like this is insane, like this is so cool. But I'd be able to like cool. converse. But like Larry David, I really think I'd I'd be like <laughs> starstruck. Starstruck, yeah. Um. So, what do you guys know about Curb? Have you seen Curb before, or just I guess first thoughts? Um. So my dad loves Curb. It's like one of his favorite shows, and like a bunch like of my friends love it so I've definitely seen a few episodes before I haven't like watched in order but I've definitely seen like a lot of the episodes out of order I think it's really funny I also agree that I think Larry David's great that's that's kind of my background with it I wouldn't okay. say I, like so no familiar kind of, yeah. yeah familiar I wouldn't say no I feel like I guys I'm so lame I feel like I never like watched any of the shows that we talk about there's gotta be something all three of us like, yeah really love we'll get there we'll find it eventually yeah Thrones was close with me and UT but like close yeah we'll get there but then completely not with Julia no. at all yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I think Julia slept through that episode <laughs> that's probably I, w- I was in a sassy mood that whole time <laughs> yeah. Morning. yeah Talia yeah. Had, had you seen Curb before now um so my best friend slash roommate slash camp friend slash school friend Danny Kopetman who is a avid listener of the pod she um she would play it I think it was senior year like, she was super into it, um, and so she would play it on the TV at, at, at school in New Orleans. So, like, I've definitely seen a few episodes, but also just, like, in general, the comedy genre is, like, never what I would choose. Like, I would always – I always choose a drama TV show over a comedy because, like, that's just my preference. Yeah. Um, But I do really enjoy it. I think it's hysterical. I think it's brilliant. I think the writing is unmatched, and I love a television show that just has, like, so many – you can't even say undertones, but Jewish, just like themes. I just love it because it's just so relatable. The sh- yeah, the show is truly so Jewish. Like it's so Jewish. Yeah, and I love that. So yeah, I'm excited to learn. I'm really excited. So I uh, wanted to start off with, um, if you're listening, uh, just some basic info. Hopefully, you've already seen the show. But um, yeah, so basically, it's a, a cinema verite style comedy show. Um, it focuses on Larry David, who kind of just plays. I don't want to say caricature, but it's just like a kind of extreme version of himself. Um, it's him, like Seinfeld exists in this universe and like he's Larry David and everyone knows he's Larry David and he's rich and whatnot, lives in LA. But he's like a heightened Larry David. There's really no plot and just like Seinfeld, it's just a show about nothing. Things happen and it's that's what's so funny. The main cast are him, uh, Jeff Garland, who plays Jeff Green. Uh, Cheryl Hines, who plays Cheryl David, uh, Susie Esman, who plays Susie Green, Jeff's wife, and then Leon, who is Larry's friend, and then eventually his roommate. Um, the show is also what's that? Leon? Oh, Leon cracks me up. That's yeah. funny. I didn't realize it was like people in his actual life playing his 
Yeah, like Jeff Jeff Garland was his friend, and we'll find out later. Like I'll discuss it that like he was involved in the creation of the show, and Larry's like basically like, "Hey, do you want to like come play my manager in the show?" And he was like, "Sure, I guess." And like, yeah, yeah like a lot of it is just friends, and like the show is also famous for its guest stars. Like he's had so many famous people. I mean, like you guys are looking at the list I shared. I highlighted a few, but like Lin Manuel Miranda, Martin Scorsese, Jimmy Kimmel, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen. Like he had the entire cast of Seinfeld, Mila Kunis, Jonah Hill, Hugh Hefner, John Hamm. Like all these people, you know, everyone just has a really great time on the show, and it's pretty cool just that he gets that many celebrities and they're just having a great time. I have a fun fact about Julia Louis Dreyfus from Seinfeld. Oh, what is it? She went to my high school. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's my fun fact. And we we would yeah, try to, cool. we would try to get her to be like our graduation speaker or like come to our school like every year, and she would be like, "Yeah," and then she'd be like, "No." Yeah, at a certain point, I guess yeah. you're bigger anyway. than your high school. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's kind of like although it's about nothing, a lot of it is just about like it centers on Larry just like either making up his own social conventions or just going against them. Most episodes end with everyone angry at him or people just super pissed um, or just like a bunch of misunderstandings happening resulting in everyone upset at him. Yeah, that kind of is how every episode goes. But like the the writing and it's really not written, but it's fantastic. Um, it's received 47 primetime Emmy nominations. Uh, wow, that's so many. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, it won a Golden Globe for Best Comedy Series. And it's been, it's 10 seasons out right now. Um, one through eight were released from 2000 to 2011. So like every year and a half it was coming out. Then it took a six-year hiatus for season nine in 2017. And season 10, which was so good, came out in 2020. And they are currently filming season 11. Uh, which I think is a COVID-themed season. Interesting. So that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be really I am interesting. interested and to see how to he... see how Larry uses mass culture and, like, oh. all the... It's going to be so funny. Um, yeah, but Jeff Garland was actually on a podcast and was saying... It, the podcast was on April 14th and said that there's only a few weeks left of filming. So oh. by the time we're recording, like, while we're recording this right now, uh, potentially they could be done filming and we could see the season by the end of the year. So, pretty excited. That sounds like it'll be hysterical. I, yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to think of stuff that, like, he'd get into. Like, I could see him, like, not wearing a mask so that people would stay away from him. Like, that is, I feel like. <laughs> and, then, and then him getting canceled on, like, CNN because he's, like, anti-mask or something. Like, I just, that's what it feels like. I And I normally would not be for, like, COVID shows, but I feel like he would mm-hmm. do it so well. Mm-hmm. Like, all the things that were happening with Trump, like, he did something similar where he started wearing a Make America Great Again hat just so that people would leave him alone and, like, in L.A., which is, like, hysterical in its own right just because he's very much a liberal person. Yeah. Plays Bernie on SNL. Wait, that was one of my questions. That was one of my questions is he's not always in New York, is he? Like, every season's not always in New York. Oh, no, no, no. So, like, this actually was, like, one season where he was in New York, but... Basically every every season he's in LA and like sometimes he'll go to New York. This was just okay. one where he happened to be in New York. Got it. But for the most part, it's like completely LA based where he lives and everything like that. Right. 
before we really talk about the episode we watched, I just want to hear a little bit of your guys' thoughts before we like deep dive into it, which I wanted to say yeah. for the end. Like, did you think the episode we watched in particular was funny? Yeah. Also, Reese, we watched a different episode than you originally said on on the OC. Oh, true, 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 true. Yes. So we ended up watching uh, Larry versus Michael J. Fox. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's really good. Um, we'll get into it, but um, what did you guys think? I thought it was really funny. I thought I just liked like the whole time Michael J. Fox was kind of just like making fun of himself and like. Mm-hmm. his parkinson's which i thought it was great because like he was in yeah. on the joke it wasn't like they were joking about him and he wasn't there yeah i liked that he was in it and i liked also that this episode was in new york like i liked how mm-hmm. when he was giving the speech and bloomberg was like Leave. literally got mayor bloomberg like <laughs> yeah. damn, like it's insane yeah. yeah so definitely that was funny like the like subplot with like the boy. greg yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Oh. I thought it was pretty funny. We'll discuss it. But Talia, what did you think? Yeah. I, I similarly, like, very much enjoyed it. I thought it was hysterical. And, like, I also, like, my family's huge um, Back to the Future fans. So yeah. I liked seeing Michael J. Fox, like, in his element. Especially because he was, like, I haven't been in a movie since 1985. That was funny. Um, I actually preferred the subplot to the Michael J. Fox plot. Mm-hmm. I thought the the whole thing with the, the kid and the SWAT sticker was so funny and i'm actually very particular about my holocaust humor and generally do not like it but this was like truly harmless Um, i was gonna say this one yeah so funny yeah i I was like what's wrong with like getting the kid the sewing machine (laughs) and i really did think it was gonna like be fine at the end i thought he was gonna make like a nice sham like i did not expect (laughs) oh do you not yeah (laughs) that was the best part i was gonna say like out of all like larry in the show is usually such a jerk but, like, that was actually really sweet that he got him uh, the, <laughs> the sewing machine. I thought that was, like, one of the nicer things he's done. But did you not know? This? Yeah, I was like, when is the other shoe going to drop? But then yeah. it did. It did. Yeah. Did you not know the swastika was coming? No. Oh, okay. How would I have known? Okay. I don't no. know. I wasn't no. sh- I, like, I feel like I've seen that on, like, Twitter and stuff. That no. clip always, like, circles. I I was going to say, I feel like they did a really good job. They, t- they like, touched on a lot of, like, touchy subjects. Mm-hmm. Like the Holocaust, like sexuality, like parking, like making fun of someone with <laughs> disabilities. But like they did it such a in such a good way. I was gonna yeah, like on Michael J. Fox's terms, and like he, I I read an article when he got back into acting. Curb was what kind of like spurred his like second career, really, like acting with Parkinson's, which was nice. And he said that he likes that he's no longer pitied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like then there was obviously some uh, some backlash. Just like, does Larry get to like joke about this and everything? But yeah, I'll, I'll discuss some of that later. Um, okay. I wanted to get first into the history of the show and the production and everything like that. And I I thought it was pretty important to highlight Larry David's history because the show is him. Um, you don't have a curb your enthusiasm with anyone else. Yeah. So. Uh, Larry David, he was, like, kind of known as a comics comic. Like, he started out doing stand-up comedy. Was a comics comic in the sense that other comedians thought he was, like, the funniest person on the planet. But a lot of time, audiences just didn't understand. Like, he didn't cater to the audience, and he didn't care if they found it funny. So he didn't always connect. But all the comedians knew that he was a super talented guy, and, like, everyone knew he just 
had like a different mind than all the other comedians. He like saw things that they didn't see. And like it got him places like he was on uh, the show Fridays, which was ABC's like competitor, like competition show against SNL, which only lasted two years because SNL is like huge. So then he actually went to SNL, but in his time there, which is only a year, only one of the sketches he pitched ever made it to air and it was the last thing aired that's so interesting right like and i feel like that's such wasted like i can't imagine how they wouldn't use anything from him yeah just seeing how the humor plays out in his show i feel like that could create so many good sketches that's what i i it it completely boggles my mind that he only had i i don't know i feel like it's it's such a missed opportunity like i feel like that really could have been like a golden age of snl if larry had like right like okay that that annoys me but like yeah after that um he wrote a screenplay called prognosis negative which um one of the directors of curb bob whitey he when he was working at a studio at the time he read it and was like to the execs like you guys need to make this and he was like it's the funniest script he's ever read and still to this day says so when they brought larry in to discuss the script uh they asked if he could make the main character more likable and he said no and it never got made so um yeah like yeah he's never wanted to bow to anyone else's like whims and he's always had like a very clear creative vision in his head with what he wants to make and it literally like instead of having his screenplay made into a movie he was like no i'd rather just not get made wow yeah no after like like stuff like that happening he finally made a uh, a pilot for a show called the Seinfeld Chronicles which ended up being Seinfeld mm-hmm. um in 1989 he made that with Jerry Seinfeld and uh it ran for about a decade nine seasons total uh, tens of millions of viewers a bunch of emmys and what's really interesting about Seinfeld is that a lot of times you see like these long lasting comedies like Friends and The Office where towards the end they kind of drop off where even if they have high viewership the you know like the fans are like oh, it's not as good as the early seasons and like it's not getting awards anymore Seinfeld it was the exact opposite it every season got more viewers and every season won more awards yeah. and every season yeah was better received than the last and like literally in the final season it finished on top number one in the nielsen rankings for the year wow yeah that's good i feel like they didn't wait for it to like you know drop off like a lot of the other shows you talked no, about no 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 like it had its run and it did super well throughout the entire time and because of that uh seinfeld has become one of the, like the highest syndicated shows of like ever yeah and from reruns alone, it's estimated that Larry David in 1998 made $250 million in just that year. Oh, my God. Just from reruns of Seinfeld. So, Is he a billionaire? He doesn't discuss money. He was divorced and lost, like, about half of his fortune from the divorce. But he still makes tens of millions from seinfeld every year I'm so sure. i don't think he's a billionaire but he's wow. he's like 100 millionaire the thing is he never has to work again and for a while he didn't because he didn't have to <laughs> in like <laughs> the most larry david fashion so basically after that he kind of didn't know what to do with his life so he was like you know what? maybe i'll get back into stand-up which is when jeff from the show decided like hey maybe you should film it and he was like, what? That's a terrible idea. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah. 
he was like, this is a terrible idea. Like, I don't want to be filmed walking around. But eventually he was convinced into doing it. And they worked on this hour-long special called Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm. And basically the special is like part stand-up and then part of it is Larry just like fake documentary, like mockumentary style walking around. And he didn't want it to be a real documentary because he thought like he's boring and like everything like that. So he decided to like, quote unquote, script some scenes and just like have like a a faint outline of what he wanted to be like how he wanted to be perceived. And it was like comedy gold and everyone loved it. And then HBO was like, but shit, should we make this into a series? And Larry was like, oh man, I don't I I don't really know if I want another show. And then (laughs) everyone was like, is this going to be a show? Is this not going to be a show? And then finally, the H like one of the I think it was the president of HBO showed it to his mom. And she was like, you got to make this into a show. And then they... <laughs> Good gr- accent. Yeah, thank you. They greenlit yeah. it. And um, what's it called? That was it. Like, they gave him complete creative, like, like licensing and everything like that. He was able to do whatever he wanted. And Amazing. that's who we got, Curb. So, yeah, that's, that's basically the pre-production. I wanted to go over some cool things with you guys, if that's all right. Go for it. Um, first off, right. I wanted to ask if you guys had any ideas on what you think the title means of Curb. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah. Um, I actually don't know. The first thing that comes to mind is like that he's just like a generally annoyed person, like permanently annoyed. Mm-hmm. And like take your get your enthusiasm away from him. I, I like that, yeah. My thoughts, when I hear it, I think of like, don't get too excited. Like, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, I, I think you both are right. Um, okay. Part of it is David saying that he used it to imply that sometimes people think they're better than you, and he doesn't believe that. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is he wanted people to lower their expectations about the show after his success. <laughs> that, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Which, I, honestly, I kind of like that one more. Same. I feel yeah, no, so I do too. I was just like... Yeah, where he's just like please don't get excited. This is not going to be as good as... I have a question. Yeah, what's up? How old is Larry David? I feel like I, he's like... He's looked permanently 70. Permanently 60. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe not 70. That's too old. He's looked 60 his entire life. It's weird seeing yeah. him young. I don't know how old he is. I'm looking I'm up looking a picture of him in like 1980. He's 73. He looks good. He's like yeah. spry for a 73-year-old. Yeah, he really is. What is he But look it's like interesting young? that, like, I mean, he's obviously been successful for such a long time, but it sounds like in the beginning of, like, his career, like, oh he didn't get to have, like, all this creative freedom, and, like, now it seems like he's just, like, knew whatever the fuck he wants. Well, that's the thing. Like, he literally for years just was, like, at the beck and call of everyone else and, like, never got his things made. And then finally, wow. We are I'm looking sure at a picture. Guys, I'm, I, I just looked up I know. Um, Larry David 1980. <laughs> Um, and I just showed it to Julian Reese, and it's it's really, He's... really weird. It's something. Yeah. I think he looks better now. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. He has such a look. Yeah, he looks good with old age. And he dresses so well. I just, like, a side note, like, the blazer pants combo is phenomenal. When I was watching, I was like, if he shaved his head, like, he would look so different. Yeah, like, the side hair is perfect. <laughs> yeah. You should you should rock that race when you're older. I really think I might. I feel like you're just gonna morph into like 
a Larry David, like Walmart Larry David as like a 70 year old. Or honestly, by the time you're 40. It doesn't have to be Walmart. <laughs> I, I can be. Well, there's only one original copy. Target. That's true. Target. <laughs> okay. Like, thank you. I'd, I'd prefer Target over Walmart. Okay. It's a I saying. I know, but okay. well, I hate Walmart. Target Larry David. Thank you. Me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it called um i wanted to discuss the way that it's shot uh which i think is pretty cool tell us so, yeah so there's two vocab terms i wanted to highlight which is retro scripting oh, which is nice. the process of planning a plot but leaving much of the dialogue to be improvised so that's kind of how the show works while most shows work from a script curb only works from an outline so whatever we see like in the show there that's none of that scripted like oh, that's amazing. yeah They'll have an outline and they'll say, like, usually it's about a page of a screenplay translates to a minute on screen. So, like, a 30 minute episode should be a little over 30 pages. With this, it'll be like a five page outline. They'll be wow. like, we wanna hit this beat. We wanna, like, Larry, you know, brings up a swastika and they completely just, like, improvise the rest. I would have never known. Which is like, I feel like you kind of get that vibe sometimes but like yeah. where it's like you're not really sure what's gonna happen and it's kind of random but i feel like that's what makes the show do you have any info on like how many takes it usually takes to get a scene correct well i know that what's it called in the documentary like the one that was made and then what got the show made for the hour-long special like they did a few different takes where larry's in an airport and it was just like larry talks to this guy and they did a few different takes and one of them he was screaming at the top of his lungs and the airport like kicked them out and he had to write a letter and <laughs> it was this huge thing but i think now that like not only are they all good friends and like know each other's banter and can like play off of one another but they're also like all kind of like i don't think jeff is but they're all kind of actors and well jeff does does act but he's more behind the scenes but Susie. And Cheryl, you guys didn't see Cheryl this episode, but she's like mm -hmm. a classically trained improv actress. And mm -hmm. like Larry auditioned a bunch of different women to play his wife. And it was her who went to um, Groundlings, which is like this famous yeah, improv troupe. Exactly. Yeah. She obviously excelled and was able to like right. go off of like him perfectly. Uh, the other word I want to highlight is cinema verite, which is a style of filmmaking that combines improvisation with the use of the camera to unveil truth. Basically, cinema verite, it's kind of like an offshoot of documentary style. Like, and a lot of times in, like, reality shows, if someone exits a room, they'll enter another room. So it's like a setup and, like, the camera will be there. Mm -hmm. But, like, in a documentary, it'll be, like, the camera follows them because they don't know what's happening. Like mm -hmm. in Curve, it uses both where you're not always sure what's going to happen and like not everyone's hitting their marks and it, it's very loose and it does show the truth of the situation, but it's not scripted. So you don't have a scripted feel. It, it's closer to documentary, but it's not a documentary and it's not a mockumentary. It's its its own thing. And I don't really, I don't know if you guys can compare it to anything else. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like if the closest thing I could compare it to would be like mockumentary, but I see what you mean. And I, I feel so, like every time we do these podcasts, I feel like I really learned so much. I can like go tell people like, I know these fancy vocab words from Reese. Like, I'm so glad you explained because at the beginning you referenced yeah. it and I was like, I... I don't know what that means, but now I do. Yes, so Cinema Verite, like, popularized from the French film movement of the 60s, so it's kind of cool to see it in an American comedy show. You don't really see something right. like this mm -hmm. 
where it's just kind of like loosey-goosey, anything goes. It's, in my opinion, just really cool, kind of groundbreaking, because I don't think there's anything, like any other show out there that I could even compare Curb to, like in theme, technically, or any any other way. Yeah. It stands on its own. I agree. I would agree with that. There's a few other things I want to cover that I might go back to, but I wanted to, I thought it would be nice to break up now and do a segment that I had planned um basically as you guys have seen in curb larry gets annoyed at certain (laughs) things or he has very strong opinions about really mundane like happenings It, it it's insane but it's also i feel a connection to him on so many levels <laughs> anyone like, does you do yeah. oh my god like I highlighted some of my favorite, like, there's one where the lefty call from season six, episode four, uh, Larry goes to a nice restaurant and gets into an argument with the waiter because he wants to take the food home to give to the dog and the waiter thinks the food's too good for the dog. So they get into a verbal altercation about this. There's one where he's on a plane and uh, he gets into an argument with the person next to him about where her cup is because it's past his armrest. There's another one where there's like he has he's wearing pants, jeans, and I don't know if you guys know, but like when men sit down wearing jeans, it like makes a tent around. Mm -hmm. This is a thing. Let's let's let him explain. So I don't want to have to think if I don't. You know (laughs) the way that like the denim like lies and like khakis and stuff when men sit because of like the zipper, like that area will make like a tent upwards around. The zipper area, which like right. oftentimes right. can can about. look as though, uh, you know. What if we don't know? Okay, <laughs> it will oftentimes look as though a man is erect with like sitting because of like the pant tent. So you have to like fix it. Um, okay. Basically, how do you fix it? You kind of just like push it down where it like bubbles down, so it's not Adjust. just like okay. yeah, it's not just like peeking up like with like the extra oh. fabric. And basically, in one episode. Larry's at the movies and a woman touches his arm and then sees that he has the pant tent and tells, (laughs) and tells his wife. And then it's this whole big thing. And yeah, it's just misunderstandings and all this kind of stuff. And he just feels really strongly about certain things. So I want to do a segment uh, called uh, a hill that you die on where as like Larry will swear by certain things like where he shushes um, Michael J. Fox because, ah, where he shushes Michael J. Fox because he's talking while someone's playing the piano in the background. Uh, I wanted to hear if you guys had things like that. Okay. That you feel very strongly about. Okay, so one of my favorite podcasts is called Lost Called Teresa's, and they do a segment called I Don't Think So Honey where they like say like something that they don't like that week. And I kind of thought it, that was this but i do think i know how to change it into what you're saying it could okay. be something you don't like but it has to be something like i thought it was like it has to be something you like feel strongly you, about like something that you would okay, like i'm just gonna okay yeah do you want to go first reese no i want to hear yours okay mine first i'm first yeah, yeah, yeah okay the hill that i'm gonna choose to die on is like walking on the street in any major metropolitan city America is not does not have this problem as much as Europe and Israel, where I have both spent uh, periods of time, mm-hmm. but specifically men walking on the street 
walk in the middle of the street, like middle-aged and older men walk in the absolute middle of the street. And if you're a woman and you're walking also on that street and you're also in a similar like kind of middle ground and you move, like you need to move to the actual other side because that man will just keep going like steady fast and will will knock into you. Like he will not under any circumstances change his path because you're a, you're a girl and like European and Israeli yeah. men were not raised, you know, we're not raised to like consider me a 22 year old woman, like an equal that, you know, you could step aside next to mm-hmm. just to like, I don't know, convenience somebody while you're, that you're passing on the street. And I'm just like, sometimes like, I've definitely been like shoved. Like, cause I look, if I refuse to like move over gotcha. and like, I've definitely yelled at like men on the street. So, okay. So, so in your curb episode, it would be like a few different happenings of you. Yes. And then, and then at the end, I would just start ramming into people. She just puts on shoulder pads and. <laughs> yeah. And like in New York, I think it's much better um, just because it's like a more liberal city. But then I do like get, I honestly, more than occasional, like somebody just fucking like walking in the middle of the street and it's just like what are you doing like if you've lived here more than a week slow walkers yeah i'm kind of a slow walker but i do do my best to like hate that i i know i know you're very fast when we walk together (laughs) but like how can you live here still think it's okay to like ram into people it's so yeah i don't understand it's so rude and i i've definitely experienced what you're talking about it's always yeah where the man doesn't move I know what you mean. I think a similar one is when couples are walking and it's a narrow sidewalk. They're holding hands. I was walking behind a couple today trying to get to Julia. And they're literally, they're just like, there was like a restaurant in the middle and like tables on one side and like the restaurant on the other. And like, they're just leisurely walking. I'm, it, it, this is, see, this is a hill I would die on similarly, where it's, if there's a narrow pass and you're walking side by side with someone, you're an idiot. I don't, like, go single file. People have places to be. I don't care if it's a Sunday. Like it, it is. We're all living in the right place, I think. Yes. Okay. So, really like that. Uh, Julia, yeah. do you want to go? Talia, if you have any more, yeah. please think of them now. Cause, I didn't yeah. know we were supposed to have so many. Oh, I. Oh God, I have a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, okay, here's mine. And mine is really specific, but it's only specific to New York City. Okay. And I don't know if people are going to agree with me on this or not. You guys might disagree. But my hill I will die on is that if you live in New York City and you buy pizza at a grocery store, like frozen pizza or regular pizza that is sold at a grocery store, you are a psychopath. Because there are so many good places you can buy pizza in New York. And if you really want pizza, buy 99 cent pizza. I had that last night. I think that's a that's a really good hill, Julia. Because I'm I'm thinking these are the terms of like if they could be made into a curb episode, and I could very much see Larry David in New York calling out someone for buying a frozen yeah. slice, where he's just like, "There's a pizza place right across the street. What do, you, what do you mean? Put that back." Yeah, and same thing with bagels. If you buy store brand yes. bagels in New York City, like you're a psychopath. If you buy store but- brand bagels like really anywhere in like the tri-state area, you're literally screws missing. I like I can understand from from like a cost perspective, but like. Bagels and pizza are two things that would not, you would not be saving, you would not be, I was going to say, you would not be saving money. So there's no, I can't even, I, I, you can't even rationalize that. I'm getting angry talking about it. Exactly. No, it makes (laughs) me so mad. And New York literally has like some of the best pizza in the world. And 
you're gonna buy like store brand that just makes me mad I as a food lover it just pisses me off I'm like that is a disservice to your wallet your taste buds and to the city of New York okay all right um, go off the first one I would like to share and this is one I feel very strongly about is um be so excited yeah as um so you know, family style where people order for the table and everyone shares. Oh we talked about this yesterday. I don't care if I'm at a table with five people and they want to do family style. If I don't want to do it, I don't have to. Yeah. Of course not. Because, because I hate things, sharing meals. But no, but like, I, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, like, ah, you're going to ruin the bill. And it's like, first of all, people are going to order things that I don't like. People are going to be taking more than I am. And like, there's way too much going on. I'd get way too stressed. I would much rather have a food that I want and that I ordered. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't care if it messes up the bill. I don't care if the, if it ruins the evening. I want to be happy with my meal. <laughs> that's that's a hill I would Have you had scenarios where people are like, we want to order family style. And I'm like, I want to order by myself. And they give you a hard time. Like I'm, I'm having trouble like imagining that. No, no, I a hundred percent. Like it was where it's like, if you go to like an all you can eat sushi or like, you know, like something like that. And it's like, eh, I'm not a sushi guy. You know, I'll, uh, I'll have something else. Okay. That's totally fine. Yeah. I think the thing about Julia not liking sharing food is weird. Why would you not want, like, more tastes? I don't like splitting. I don't like – I like having my set meal and just having that be my meal and not having to worry about, like – Yeah, no. It's the same thing with family style. They go hand in hand where it's like someone's like – I feel like I'm not going to get the food that I want. Yeah, if like, someone's like, I, oh, like, this place is so good. Like, we should get two sandwiches. And I'll be like, no, I'm, I'm good I with mine. I love mom. that. Yeah. Nope. No, I hate it. Oh, Me and Richard are the same. Yeah. Uh, Talia, Julia, do you guys have any others? Mine – well, mine was another one that I had is one that you have on your list, and it's about elevators. Oh, my. I hate people that take the elevator downstairs. Like, if you're on, like, five or – like lower like why would you take the elevator down um okay i get that but my thing is my staircase doesn't go to one okay that's an exception yes yeah but i don't know i wait you would get mad if someone takes like the elevator from three to to one yes that's so annoying because then it just her elevator is slow that's why she's okay okay also, when people take the elevator from, like, one to two. Oh, my. That's what I'm talking about. Like, when I get into the elevator and I'm going to five and someone gets off at two, like, that pisses yeah. me off. If, like, if you have, like... You can take the stairs. There's, like, some, you know, I like... I do want injured... you to just pause, Julia, and think about the fact that you are complaining about an elevator and I live on a six-floor walk-up. That's, that's yeah. true. That's true. I want to say that. Another thing going off of that with the elevators, I hate. And I've... I don't want to say I've I've been rude, but... If someone enters an elevator before they let other people exit, the same thing with the subway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I I lose my mind. Yeah. It is absurd to me. Yeah. Also, when you're try to, when you in a busy, like, crowded elevator and you're trying to leave and people don't, like, get out, like, do, like, the little, like, yeah. get out, get yeah. back in. Yeah. I hate that. Oh, uh, my God. It seems like a lot of ours have to do with food and manners. It, yeah, uh, it's a big thing yeah. with manners. Another thing that I want to highlight um, is seats. Uh, airplanes and buses if you know how like you could reserve seats yeah if i have like if i really want an aisle seat and you know like a family is like separated and like they're like oh you know like i really need to be with my husband and they're offering me a middle seat 
I'm with you on this one. I'm fine. I'm with a big exchange. aisle seat. It would need to be equal. It has to be equal or better. Yeah, I agree. Also, like you could have reserved the seats for yourself, like to be sitting together. If they're twenty rows back, and they're you know like oh like you know I, they, they, they take some foresight, you know. Everyone, everyone's booking. Also, why didn't why didn't why didn't you sit next to each other? What are you gonna do? Why? <laughs> putting in your headphones and listening to yeah. each like what is it the company the shared company? Like in the event that the yes. plane goes down, like that you have each other, then uh, uh, I don't know. I I actually have an inter- when I was growing up, my parents always refused to sit next to me on the plane. Like they would always put <laughs> me. That's why my you're sister. a cold-hearted bitch. No, it would always be like they put me and my sister together in the row, and then my parents would be together in a row. But like we would, I'd be like, "Mom, like, can you come sit next to me?" And she'd be like, "No." Well, that's yeah, that's that's kind of depressing. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. Wait, I, sorry, I do. we don't speak ill of Lola Fox. Yeah, not on this podcast. This we, is a, we stand in respect in this house. This is a pro Fox yeah. podcast, including Michael oh. J. We love Michael J. Fox. No, so my, my grandpa's name is Michael J. Fox. I'm not even lying. That is another fun little tidbit. Love it. Yes. But yeah, Talia, do you have another one? Um, The last one that I could think of is like anything to do with like people trying to convince me to be a vegetarian or people like this is very specific, but like not letting me just like cook or eat my meat in peace. I am never going to be a vegetarian. Wait, ever. I thought of another one. People who are really annoying about their allergies. Well, I- like, you know, the, that person that yeah. has like a peanut allergy. And will not shut up about it, especially if you go on a trip with them. <laughs> yes. They're like, always like, does this have peanuts in it? Like, oh my God, when we would go out to dinner in New Orleans, like my friend group would be like, okay, so we need to have somewhere that is um, vegan friendly, celiac friendly, dairy free. Yeah, I, this is why I'm specifically not friends with anyone that has severe allergies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. These are, <laughs> honestly, these are very Larry David esque. Um, Good. Which is like all about food and manners. You know, which is literally what like so much of the show is. Like, I could a hundred percent see Larry like bringing like a like a meat sandwich to like a vegetarian friend's house, and him getting the friend getting mad that he's eating meat, and him not caring. Yes, yes. Like, yeah. I could a hundred percent see that, and I could also a hundred percent see Larry just like upsetting like the Allergies Association of America for just being yeah. like get stronger or like you know something like that. <laughs> And yeah, uh, so the, those were very good. Like that's what I was really envisioning with this with this little segment. Okay, we could do cool. a whole episode. That's what I'm saying. And I'm, oh, I'll yeah. leave with one. I have like ten more, but I'll leave with one last one. People who don't wave when like you let them cross or something. Like if I'm in a car and someone's walking across like the street and I have the right of way and I like motion them and they don't give me a wave, I'll be pissed. Like I'll I'll give them a look. I like your backpack one too. That's all oh, I was gonna say. I'll I'll I can highlight that quickly. But yeah, if I'm in the car and I'm like, oh, you could get into my lane, and they go in front of me and they don't wave, I'll try to cut them back off later down the road. Like <laughs> I don't. Like, Don't follow them. No, no, for sure. Like wave at me. Like I need that. <laughs> yeah. And then the one that Talia highlighted is for everyone that knows me. I am always with a backpack on. Um, yeah, a lot of people be like, oh, going on a safari? Oh, you, you, why you wearing, yeah. I'm always making yeah, Why are you wearing a backpack? And it's always the same people who comment on my backpack who need it later in the day. <laughs> They're like, why are, why are you bringing a backpack? We're going for a walk in the park. Then about an hour and a half later, they have a water bottle that they don't know what to do with. And they're like, oh, you mind if I throw it in your backpack? I'm like, 
Oh, oh isn't this a, isn't this an interesting turn of events? Okay, well, this is why I don't carry a backpack because I don't want to be the person that everyone is asking to put their shit in. Yeah, you know, King, you could also get like a canvas bag, and it could be like kind of a little more fashionable. You know, I I have tote bags. I have I have okay. totes. I have you totes. do. I've seen I, you yeah, with them. No, they're, I don't know. Backpack. It has all my stuff. Like I, I I'm comfortable with it. So that's another hill. I could like if my life were curb that would be a, an episode just my backpack causing some problems it. big fan of that segment thank you guys for Me participating too. of course um i wanted to share a couple more curb factoids that i thought were really cool before we talk about the episode and wrap it up one thing i thought was really cool is that curb as like i mentioned earlier cinema verite the uh what's it called retro scripting kind of tactic where it's it kind of feels like maybe you're watching a documentary i thought it was really cool when i was doing my research to find out that one of like the lead directors of the show and like one of the executive producers is bob whitey i'm not sure if you guys know who bob whitey is i do not but he's an academy award-winning director um he does documentaries he's won emmy awards he's like oh no academy award nominated not winning emmy award-winning director but he's super legit like made so many documentaries and his focus is comedians he's done a bunch of documentaries on comedians uh most notably lenny bruce and larry if you remember from earlier had the script prognosis negative which bob whitey before he became a big director was the one that read so when larry was developing the hbo special like curb your enthusiasm before it was the tv show uh he approached bob whitey to direct it so that he could really achieve that fake documentary style feel and it really comes through and like especially in the episodes that you see that bob whitey's directed i it feel i don't want to say different but like you really do get that documentary feel with the way the cameras are positioned and just like the way that the action unfolds in front of the camera so i thought that was really cool cool that is cool and yeah i just think it's a super fun show another like i know i already highlighted it but i really do think it's so cool how they don't use a script how they're kind of just doing whatever like how they just have a general outline for like the beats that need to be hit each episode and how much faith they have in the cast to just get there and how like basically it's just blank and then comedy ensues and it just it, it's yeah. a testament yeah. to how good they are and like especially larry david who is just a comedic genius like he doesn't have to work a day in his life ever again and the fact that he chooses to go through like the hell of production year after year just because he enjo- like he it seems like he truly enjoys making it yeah and yeah i have an interesting production secret can i bring it up yeah. oh yeah for sure the show actually helped exonerate this man from prison oh my wait did you did you watch yes the documentary? yes no no i've seen i know i've seen the documentary i know what you're talking about please share this i'm this is such a good anecdote julia yeah so um, the documentary is called Longshot. It was made in 2017. It's on Netflix. But basically, um, it saved an innocent man from the death penalty because the way that... So the man... Oh, not he, Larry David. Oh, my no, God. No, 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 not, not Larry. Larry David. So the guy, there was this guy named Juan Catalan, and he was arrested for murder in 2003. And he continuously said he was innocent because he said that at the time of the murder, he was at a Dodgers game on like the night of the crime and that was like his alibi that he used but like there was no documented proof that he was at the Dodgers game there was no way they could tell and like the way that they figured out (laughs) that 
he was at the Dodgers game was that they were filming Curb Your Enthusiasm at that Dodgers game in 2003 and they found him in like the oh. background of like some like footage that they cut out yeah. I live for that I live for that also that episode is hysterical basically Larry hires a sex worker to sit with him <laughs> in the car so that he could use the HOV lane and then takes her to the baseball <laughs> game so it's a hysterical episode but also it's I did see that Julia it's it, crazy it's insane yeah no and like larry talks about he's like yeah that was great (laughs) yeah but like the most larry david thing ever just helping a guy like proving a guy's innocence from just like filming at a baseball game yeah casually saving a man from the death penalty exactly in the most larry david style of all time but now that we've hit a bunch of stuff i wanted to discuss the episode which we touched on briefly i just wanted to hear your guys' thoughts uh from watching it uh what you thought was funny what you thought was i don't know if you like if any of it made you uncomfortable with like you know the subject matter or just anything like that yeah i think we kind of like mentioned it before i thought i i did think it was really funny and like it doesn't i sometimes can be a little bit like certain comedy like i think they take things too far and i'm sure larry david has content that has been that has taken things too far but Mm -hmm. i was okay with this one i thought it was funny again my personal preference, like, this is not the most entertaining thing to me in the entire world, although I can very much appreciate it, that it's very high quality. Um, but I overall did, like, enjoy the experience. Okay, good. And it, it, it is, like, good plot lines. Like, it really is. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah. And the characters are great. I mean, like, I'd, yeah, it's just overall, it's really good. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we talked about it before, but I thought both like the plot of the Michael J. Fox Parkinson's and like the subplot of like the gay son and like the like Hitler sewing sewing machine. Like I thought both were really funny and I like how it had both plots going on at the same time. Yeah, I agree with Talia. I mean, I wouldn't say this is my first choice of show to watch, but like I thought it was funny. I would watch more episodes okay, yeah i can cool. see myself watching a few yeah more. would you would you guys ever like just sit down and put this on or yeah maybe in like while i'm cooking i feel like you if know? i was like a, with other people okay like, if you wanted to watch something funny like gotcha. yeah all right cool and like uh, yeah. the reason i picked this episode i feel like it perfectly encapsulates curb larry obviously just doing messed up stuff like drawing hitler mustaches on other people's magazines and like he's so often in the wrong and then like there's times where it's just like misunderstandings lead to the worst like he does a violin motion and gets (laughs) everyone thinks he's making fun of michael j fox which is which is just hysterical and also him having a conversation with leon about whether or not it's a parkinson shake or it's a a, yeah. like a regular which is just like <laughs> really funny which is like yeah. it's so like that's absurd like he should not be joking about this but knowing that michael j yeah. fox is in on the joke and knowing that michael j fox was like so into like doing this show just like makes it all the better yeah um yeah and like just a, a perfect ending to the season two with him just yelling at a guy in paris in french and the guy just yelling at him back Agreed. love the show glad you guys enjoyed it I feel like unanimously, like we, this was like where we all have come to agreement. Positive, yeah. Yeah, you Definitely. know, like I feel yeah. like there have been, is there, do we have, how refreshing. Have we had another episode where we've all been like very into like the show? I'm trying. New to, Girl? Uh, new Girl. Didn't really, new Girl. New Girl. New Girl. face over here doesn't like New Girl. <laughs> Juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think this might be 
the one that uh, oh the mandalorian we all loved yeah no no the mandalorian <laughs> not a single person <laughs> fell asleep or didn't watch so yeah no one stopped watching mid apps that was not okay yeah. that wasn't nice i'm gonna apologize publicly that was also my first one that was my first one <laughs> no reese that wasn't that yeah. was not nice i'm publicly apologizing thank you yeah i mm, i'm not sorry just kidding. that'll be our first piece of merch in quotes talia i publicly apologize underneath dash julia i am not sorry <laughs> yeah. that really that really yeah really like, <laughs> you know, sums up our character and perfectly segues us to our character comparison of the week yeah um i i i know who i think everyone is okay i think we'll just like listen to you on this one okay yeah. julia i think you're Susie. okay i don't really know her so you have to Susie is one of my jeff's favorite wife, right? jeff's wife she is one of my favorite okay. characters so she cracks me up like she's Blue, the one who received the swastika the one who received the swastika oh okay the yeah, one who's just like funny. where she's like the one was almost hit by a bike yeah <laughs> oh yeah like i think it's perfectly encapsulated where it's jeff is like i take a bullet for you and she's like no you fucking wouldn't larry get the fuck out of my house and it's like <laughs> yeah she, she does i love that yeah. and it's like larry's like it's a surprise and she's like it's not a surprise don't for take us. any bullshit from men it's not, a, it's not a surprise for us you fucking idiot like shows it. <laughs> and then she just switches back to sweet and it's she cracks me up she's super honest and like yeah it's a, a very similar energy to you okay, okay. I, i'm i'm happy with that yeah uh talia i think you're cheryl um okay she's like I don't want to say low-key because you are funny, but she is, like, low-key so funny and, like, not, like, a Susie way where it's, like, very, Isn't like... Isn't she very high-maintenance? No, she's oh. just, like, a counter to Larry where she's, like, the most... She's a very sensible person and when Larry's just being, like, insane, she's, like, is it really, like, that bad? And he's, like, <laughs> yes! And, like, I don't know. She she just has, like... It's a similar, like, energy and aura to you, I feel okay, like. cool. She's really cool and, like, she's super funny and like also like the actress the improv group like she she's Ugh. the best and then funny yeah and then i think correct me if i'm wrong i agree I, oh I agree. yeah we all know we all this whole episode has been about how reese is larry i, I think I, I think i'm i have some uh similarities with certain one of the most <laughs> literally reese's is. grievances is curb your enthusiasm yeah, yeah true true I, true there's no one i look up to more uh i i really do and it's like when I discovered Larry David, I was like, like, I finally, there's someone else like me. Like, there's someone else who gets God, it. Are you going to cry? No, but <laughs> there's just someone else who gets it. I There's yeah. not a human I've related to more. And just listening to him in interviews, I truly, it's just, I've never felt a connection with someone I haven't met. That's so cute. Yeah, I, I really do love Larry David. Larry, if you ever, if you ever listen to this, I won't say I love you because that would make you uncomfortable. And it would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh i have nothing to say <laughs> that's really funny yeah well so happy we can but i really hope i get to see you guys meet one day yeah i hope so yeah. too i know i'd spill something on him and you go oh at the emmys you'll meet yeah and then it'd be like the entire episode is me preparing to meet larry david at the emmys me not meeting him then me at the very end of the episode like throwing out a coffee it lands on yeah. him and then, yeah. dun, 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 directed by Bob Whitey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. That's, um, Love it. That's it. So I hope you guys cool. enjoyed. I hope everyone listening I did. I did. had a good time. Guys, very much. Also, while we were filming, I got a text from my aunt that says, 
We just listened to two episodes of your podcast, Game of Thrones and Glee. Very nice, and I really enjoyed both episodes. I want to meet Reese and Julia now, too, a smiley face. Aww. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? That was really yeah. cute. Yeah. Really sweet. Yeah. I just thought it would be, really like, sweet. a nice thing to mention. Oh, that's, really that's, sweet. A nice, that's a nice note to end on. Yeah. Julia? What? America's Next Top Model? Oh, guys, next week, do you want to be on top? Reese, why are you so shocked? I I don't know. I like I wasn't expecting anything, and I definitely wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm really excited for America's America's Next Time Model. I don't know which episode I'm gonna have you guys watch it. We'll put it on the Instagram because it has to be iconic. Iconic. I'm a little nervous. Iconic. Oh my god. So we're gonna spill some tea next week. We've really been getting into like the two thousands culture, the early two thousands culture. I know, right? Which I love. Curb, yeah, Curb was a cult following in the early two thousands. Now it's mm-hmm. super popular. But like, yeah, we've been hitting some of the, the good two thousands ones. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm pretty excited. I've seen uh America's next top model before. What's the guy's name? The guy judge. Um Jay. Well there's two. Jay Alexander and Mish. Miss J. Miss J. And J. Alexander. J. Alexander is the photographer. Oh, right. They're both J. No, J. Alexander is Miss J. Never mind. There's Miss... No. The one with the white hair. There's one with the white hair who's yeah. the photographer. J. Manuel. J. Manuel. Nigel Barker is the photographer. Nigel Barker, or, yeah. Yeah. Miss J. is the one with the big glasses. I don't know. I don't know. So, we'll learn. We'll learn. We'll learn, yeah. They'll teach us next week. Cool. Yes. I'm I'm like Kelly Catrone. She's my bitch. Anyway. Oh, my God. Kelly. She's scary. Okay. All right. I'm really oh. excited. Great episode. Good night, nice everyone. Coverage. Thanks. Good night. night. Or good morning, I guess, if you're listening to it in the morning. <laughs> we keep doing that. Yeah, we, I know. I'm sorry. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>